0: 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want to read one verse, verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be unto God. Everybody say thanks. Which giveth us the victory not a blessing, not a good feeling, but giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. I wanna preach for just a little while by faith on the sweet taste of victory. The sweet taste. Praise the Lord, let's pray. Jesus, come down right now, God. Let your anointing rest on your word. God, would you touch our ears that we can hear, touch our heart, God, that we can let it get in our heart, then respond to what we're hearing. Praise God that we can respond to what we're hearing. I'm saying, you can be seated, you can be seated, I'm saying that it is time. It is high time that God brings some victory to this assembly. You've already had it the last few weeks, but he's wanting to cap it off tonight. Praise the Lord. Now several years ago, I I was younger and dumber. I thought I knew some things but I found out that I knew very little I was pastoring a church in a region that has never known revival never I could I could talk for some time about the spirits and the forces that Dominate and control that region. And I got hungry enough, I said, God, if you'll help me, help us. We're going to break the back of this spirit. I want to see revival. We started fasting and we started praying. And it was during the time that, uh, well, we went through different cycles, and it was during the time if you wasn't praying at 6 a.m. in the morning, you wasn't praying. You was wasting your time. We got on board, and here we go. We was praying 6 a.m., and I said, if 6 a.m. is good, 6 p.m. will be just even better, so Let's do it both times. We was praying. We was believing God. I don't remember exactly somewhere around the uh, the fifth, sixth, seventh day in there. We was praying one evening and had finished basically praying and things were beginning to happen. You could feel the crackling of the walls and you could feel the movement of spirits that were <coughs> that were getting nervous and uh, there was tongues and interpretation come forth and in essence it said i have given you the prince of your city but Everybody say, but. Anytime God gives a promise, that's always attached to it, but. I heal, but. I deliver, but. But you must go into the field. I was slipped a delusion, if you please. Not proud to admit it, but it happened. I felt like that all I needed to do now is just sit back and watch it happen. We started having good church. We was already having good church. We started having better church. but we could not buy a visitor. It was like hell said, okay, I lost that battle, but I'll show you something. We could not beg, borrow, entice a sinner to come to the building. We prayed and we kept on trying to trying to break again this force that was binding us. God knows when our desire comes to the place that we get reckless in our faith. Oh, praise the Lord. I'd love to tell you, That it broke and we filled the building and built another, but that didn't happen. But God started doing some things when our people said it's time that we respond to what we're feeling. How many times has the pastor of a church appealed and pulled and begged and whatever to get a church to respond and all you could get out of them was a nod of the head and they took their problems home with them. Praise God. I don't like to lose. Before I got to Holy Ghost, I was a scrapper. I'd, I'd miss lunch to get the fight at school. I didn't wait for it to come. I looked for one. And I didn't like to lose. I hate to lose. Praise God. I hate to be defeated. I hate to feel like that I'm lesser than what I could be. Oh, praise God. But there is a formula, if you please, or a secret with God that helps us by the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 1 has already been quoted, verse 8. You shall receive power when? After. Now, until you get the Holy Ghost, God does not have permission to work on your spirit. I give you power after I work on your spirit, but you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to accept the formula. It's not enough to get a prescription sent to the pharmacy. You've got to go get it and take it. Go oh, praise the Lord. Thanks, be unto God. Thanks. Thanks. Will oh, we sing about it? But it goes right over our head. What would happen tonight if somebody got a spirit of thanksgiving come over them? Where did God bring you from? What has God kept you from? What has he delivered you from? You see, the enemy don't mind you coming to an apostolic church. He don't mind you coming and visiting or even coming after receiving the Holy Ghost and being faithful. Oh, thanks be unto God. I think I know where I'm going, so I'm going to just let some things sink in. Because when that light comes on, you're going to act like you were just touched with a catapult. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for what? that giveth us the victory. You didn't work for it. You didn't deserve it. He said, I'm giving it to you free. You don't have the Holy Ghost. It's free. All you got to do is meet God's provision by being thankful, willing to repent, but being thankful that he pulled you out of a world and allowed you to come sit in this apostolic church. You're not gonna feel what you're feeling here everywhere you go. Thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Thanks. It's not going to happen sitting in your pew with your legs crossed and daydreaming about what you did today or you're going to do tomorrow. But something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. The word thanks means an expression of gratitude, not a feeling an expression of gratitude or being grateful. Oh, praise God. Grateful. God, I thank you. You picked me up as a 14-year-old boy. Already the sheriff knew my name. When I walked down the street, I looked over my shoulder. Because of my daddy's name, I was already marked. I was already convicted in the communities as far as they were concerned. There was no hope of digging out of a hole. Little small community and the jobs, what few there were, went to the elite's sons and daughters. Graduating from high school knowing I worked at a service station 50 to 60 hours a week for $35 a week. That was my hope. I was miserable. Well, I don't don't really know. I don't really know why I'm doing this, but I had no idea. My dad left home when I was 11 years old, and I was marked and scarred. He bootlegged whiskey. And there was a man in society, in the little community, that hated my dad. But he wasn't man enough to face him. He was a school teacher. And uh, I just happened to be in his little one-room schoolhouse. He was... Doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing during the lunch hour. And he left the entire uh, school, all the kids. He left the school grounds and left us there by ourselves. And And me and two more boys, we committed the horrendous crime of stealing the ball from the girls. And took it in the schoolhouse and locked the doors and climbed out the broken window. Well, he come back late. He come running and OSHA never had been to that school. See, it was built up about that high off the ground and steps that went almost like a ladder. And he'd come back late, and we were all standing around the door waiting because the door was locked. He didn't know it. And he went running up them steps and grabbed that knob and was going to just run on in and it almost throwed him back over backwards. It embarrassed him made him mad. He got the kids started and took us three boys in the, in the other room by ourselves. I'm talking about 11 year old kids. And he had a switch that was platted, three switches, it was platted. He had a belt and he had a board. I didn't say a paddle, I said a board. When he gave the other two boys their choice, and they said, We'll take the board. And he swatted them. Uh, I could could actually slap you across the face no harder than he hit them and it wouldn't leave a mark. And he dismissed them. So here I was. Just me and him. I was so naive. I, I trusted him because he was a school teacher. He lifted me up. And he beat me with that board till I was blue from above my belt to the bend of my knees. And just threw me on the floor and said, get out of my sight. Well, I'm talking about victory. I got up off that floor that day as an 11-year-old boy. And I vowed, God one day I'll kill this man. I'm going to beat his eyes out of his face with my fist. And from the time that I was 11 to about 22, I lived with that. Some of you's living with some things that you need deliverance from. I joined the Marine Corps with the one of the main reasons I'm going to learn how to use my hands. And I'm going to go back home. And I'm going to beat him till he begs for mercy. And I'm going to beat him till he, I beat his eyes out of his head. I lived with that hatred. But oh, now I was supposed to have had the Holy Ghost. Well, praise the Lord. But one night, I had an opportunity, like in this house tonight. I don't remember when it was. I don't remember how it happened. But I said, God, I want to get rid of this baggage. And it was that night that God gave me victory and the sweet taste of victory I've been able to live with ever since an expression don't you think I've got something to say thank you Lord for don't you think every time that man's mind comes back (coughs) through my mind thank you Jesus I didn't deserve that liberty. But oh, God, I'm thankful for it. This victory didn't come by my strength. And yours won't come by yours either. But it's going to come by the hand of the Lord. And it will never completely come. Until there's some thanks sent forth. Oh, praise the Lord. If you're here right now and you want God to deliver you from something, I'm challenging you to start saying, thank you, Jesus. Tonight's my night. I taste the sweet taste of victory. I put up with this fear long enough I've lived with this low self-esteem long enough. I'm gonna give you thanks. I'm gonna give you some praise, God, because I wanna leave here a spiritual giant. Thanks, thanks. Genesis 315, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Enmity is not just hating somebody, enmity is arch enemies. I can't even stand the thoughts of that individual. Webster says it's an enemy, it's an adversary. It's an arch enemy. It's an oppressor who seeks to injure and delights in the accomplishment of it. We've got a devil in this place tonight. That's enjoying tormenting you. <clears throat> he's enjoying telling you you can't ever get over this. You inherited this. It come through your family genes. But I'm here tonight to declare he's a liar. Oh, hallelujah. It said he's an enemy that looks out and lies in wait. Oh, praise God. Psalms 97 and 10: ye that love the Lord hate evil. You don't hate evil. That problem you're struggling with enough yet. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Brother, you just take your time. Don't worry about us. And when you feel the victory coming, it's gonna come at one point. I want you to come unglued in thanksgiving. Oh, praise God. Oh, yes, I'm feeling something deep in my spirit. It's time we get on his head and enjoy it. Instead of feeling like I might hurt him a little bit. He's hurt you for years. Why can't you get free to worship the Lord? What's keeping the joy of the Lord out of your spirit? Oh, what causes you not to uh, make it a point to be here early to pray and be one of the ones in the aisles? Oh, praise the Lord. Let me say something to this church. There's something missing when one of these kids can run the aisles. And nobody else gets excited about it. If the Holy Ghost is in the house, I ought to get on the train and say, Hey, devil, I'm going to show you that I can get free. I'm going to show you that I can get delivered because I've been promised I can get on your head and as far as you can go is nibble on my heel or play with my mind. I'm ready when you are. I said I'm ready when you are. Oh hallelujah. What could happen in this assembly tonight if you could lay those shackles down. You see, when the demoniac was delivered, he said, Lord, let me, let me follow you. Let me be one of your disciples. He said, no, I got a higher call. I want you to go back home and tell somebody What's just happened to you? Oh, hallelujah. Somebody is a soul winner in this church. And hell is keeping you dampened down. Elder Walton Combs went to Casa Grande, Arizona Many years ago, the church had been closed. They said you'll never build another church in this city. It's a burnover field. Elder Holmes, Combs didn't didn't believe it. He went there and started a little home missions church. It wasn't long until he moved in a building, seating two hundred. And about. Twelve years ago now, they dedicated a building. The next year, I heard they was looking for a piece of property in the 20-acre range. They had to build another building. Oh, burnt over field in the middle of the desert. But let me tell you what happened. The night we went to the dedication service, here was his. It was predominantly Spanish uh, people because of the area, and uh, or Indian one. <coughs> when we come to the to the turnoff to pull into the parking lot, there was probably six or eight or ten men out there standing on the edge of the street, and they was jumping up and down. You know, these clowns that you see on the street trying to get them in their business. Come on, come on to an apostolic church. This is a lively church. When they found, when they stopped and got gasoline, the people that was on the other side was a captive audience. And they was not just mumbling. They was excited at telling them what God done for me, what God delivered me from. I'm telling you, when you get delivered, thankfulness is going to come in your heart. Thanksgiving's going to come in your spirit. On the day of Pentecost, they were filled, and then it flowed down the stairs and out on the street, and an additional 3,000 came. hallelujah I'm waiting for you to move I'm waiting for something to say I want to be delivered I'm waiting for something to take place That said I'm tired of this lifestyle Oh praise the Lord I said praise the Lord God I'm giving you thanks as you delivered me I'm giving you thanks that you brought me out of the pit I was in. I'm gonna give you praise and every opportunity I get, I'm gonna get on the devil's head and I'm gonna have me a time. You see, I'm not the excitable type. You get a hold of what I'm talking about, and you'll be excitable. It's like fire set up in my bones. Oh, praise the Lord. You can't be overflowing with the Holy Ghost and sit there like you just shoot on a dill pickle. There's going to be a smile on your face. I said there's going to be a smile on your face. Your hands are going to go in the air frequently. It's going to be easy when your man of God is standing up here preaching that you're going to be on your feet and rallying to what he's saying. It's going to be easy when a sinner comes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you men, some of you ladies that are pillows in this church, when a sinner walks in the door, you are to zero on them right there. And start bombarding hell and heaven as well. That the walls can come down around them. That when the word goes forth. That they can be free. The shackles shook off of them. That they can come to an altar. And receive the Holy Ghost on the way to the altar. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right after we went to Tulsa, Pastor Howard has several elders in the church, and one of them is just a special elder. You might could say over the years he's just kind of been his right-hand man. Not a preacher, just an elder. One night, Pastor, I don't, I've only seen it happen one time. When he come to the pulpit... And as a preacher myself, I could tell he was fighting hell. He was struggling. He was having a problem. And all of a sudden, he said, Church, don't you understand what's happening here tonight? Isn't there somebody that can help me? And something broke. And he went on to preach. One of those powerful, God anointed messages. A few weeks later, I was talking to this elder, and he said, "Elder, he said you you haven't been here long enough, really, to know how things operate." But he said the other night, when I saw my pastor struggling, he sits kind of over in the back to where he can observe the pastor at any given time. He says, there's choice men in the service that keep watching me. And he said, I looked at them and nodded. And that said to them, hook up, boys. They didn't jump out in the aisle and make a big commotion, but somehow they reached up and linked up with heaven. And they broke that spirit. I'm going to tell some of you men, you need to find a place in this assembly to where you can be a backbone to your pastor that he don't have to stand up here and fight against hell ah but there's a shield that goes around him bet when he stands here he's free to say whatever he feels in the holy ghost and then when somebody needs the Holy Ghost uh, they can be free to walk away to an altar Well, I'm talking about apostolic church I said I'm talking about an apostolic church I'm talking about a revival church I'm talking about somebody that wants to see a building full A new building built. Congregations from around here come in to truth. Oh, praise the Lord. The devil's a liar. He don't want to watch fixing to happen. He don't want to see it happen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still waiting on somebody that's big enough and bold enough. And tired, (coughs) and tired enough to step out and get on his head. The very least he can do is nibble on your ankles or with your mind. But when you get on his head, you're gonna bring about a death that will bring about a victory. He does not have to control you any longer. I'm not talking about a sin. I'm not talking about a gross iniquity. I'm talking about just being tormented with your mind. The sweet taste of victory is to leave this house. ha ha. I said, the sweet taste of victory is for you to leave this house tonight with victory. Evidently, not very many, many people want it. He's playing with your heel. He's playing with your mind. He's saying you can't have it. He's saying you can't ever get on top of things. You're destined for failure. You're destined for just being a nobody and a nothing. I'm telling you God's raising up some spiritual giants in this house tonight. Don't you come up here begging God. Come up here with your hands in the air in thanksgiving. Oh hallelujah Tonight would be a good night When you get what you want Find somebody else And help them get what they need Oh yeah Some leaping for joy (laughs) Some leaping for joy Yeah Some leaping for joy Some clapping my hands because I'm excited. Oh, the sweet taste of victory. You are to enjoy cramming those thoughts back in his face. It ought to give you great delight to know the God that you serve is here tonight to give you liberty and victory. Oh, hallelujah. This place ought to go up in smoke anytime. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. You're not going to close my mouth. You're not going to close my mouth. Oh, praise the Lord. Victory is mine. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Thank you, Jesus. By your power, Lord, right now. Give it up. Let the deliverance Come on. worship the Lord. Get excited in your spirit. That's it. Come on. Get excited about what the Lord's delivering you from. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Devil, you're a liar. I come against your spirit right now. Rejoice in the Holy Ghost, sis. Rejoice in the Lord. He's a liar. He's a liar. You're free. You're free by the spirit of the Lord. Uh-huh. Come on. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? I want total victory. Yeah, I don't want a little blessing. I don't want a good feeling. I want to lay this load down. I want to lay this load down. Oh, you're tormented my mind long enough.